0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the But Daddy Why podcast, where we understand the rapid-fire questioning that parents battle all day, every day, especially that one-word, constant, repetitive question that is constantly asked of us, why? We take the hard questions and do the research for you so that you have the ammo to reply when the kids reach the ultimate pinnacle of, but daddy, why? My name is Pat Jacobs, and I'm Eric Binion. Sit back and enjoy the show. All right. This is a good one. This, is a, this, this came fast. This was fast it, and furious. It, it, it really, really was. So I, I'd like to give a little bit of background on this one. Um, we, had, we had posted up on our Facebooks, on our page. That's, that's But Daddy Why on the Facebooks. Posted up there, uh, what questions would people like us to, to answer next. And we got a couple uh, really good responses from, from some of our uh, idiot dad brothers. Um, <laughs> who posted such things like, uh, like you know, one of my favorite idiot dad brothers, Mike Heenan, um, out in California there, who said, "Why do we put packages on a ship and call it cargo, but put packages in a car and call it a shipment?" It's a good question. It's a good question. It's definitely a good question. Not a lot of mytholo- myth- mythological background for what? us to. We haven't researched it yet, so we don't know. <laughs> very true, very true. We thought it was funny. We thought it was funny, <laughs> but we skipped it. But that, that led into uh, another dead buddy of ours, Chris Brandenburg, who said, uh, why do we drive on a parkway, yet we park on the driveway? Another good question. Good question. A little little wordplay. Yep, wordplay, wordplay. Not a lot of mythology there, but again, we don't know. We haven't researched it yet. You never know. You never know. And then uh, our buddy uh, Brock Lush said, why do woodchucks chuck wood? Which I think is actually inaccurate, isn't it?
1: I I, I Again, I'd have to look it up. I think a woodchuck's like a groundhog, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a little groundhog thingy.
0: And and I thought that the, the whole thing was how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck
1: wood? And a woodchuck would chuck as much wood as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood.
0: There you go, see? Yeah, so, all right, well, there you go. There's an episode right there. Brock, <laughs> done. you're welcome. You're welcome, buddy. There we go. That one's done. Um, and then uh, we got we got one other one. Um, Chris Brandenburg came back and said, uh, if pro is the opposite of con, wouldn't the opposite of progress be Congress? And I just want to say that we do not get into politics here in Butt Daddy Y. But that would seem to be correct. But that would seem to be Correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. But then we got the question, the one that made us go, ah, that might be good. So uh, Ryan Gross said, why are they called unicorns? Where does the corn come into play? And shouldn't they be called unihorns? Absolutely. Yeah. Great yeah.
1: question. It is. And... and- I kind of knew where this was headed, like the for like I think I've done this before at some point or like looked it up at some point and kind of done the research. It was so I kind of knew where it was headed. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is actually really good. <laughs> That's a good suggestion. I like it. And apparently
0: it's from uh, their favorite kid book called Octicorn, um, which I was going to go to the library today and get, but alas, it is too cold in Chicago to do much of anything.
1: But but it's 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 good to note octocorn because we did spend all that time talking about what, oct meant, you know mm-hmm, absolutely two podcasts ago yep yep so yeah you know, if if it's if if an octocorn has I'm assuming eight horns, mm-hmm. you know yeah couple, a few too many horns to be a unicorn, mm-hmm. great a few so. a gaggle too many if you will, but we do so, know that because we do know that oct mm-hmm. means eight. Even if it's not this October you know, is not October. The month. Right. But if you want to know all that, you can go back and listen to that podcast. Because yes. we're not doing that one today. No, no, no. Been there, done that. So
0: that's going to be the, the butt Daddy Why question for this episode is,
1: why are they called unicorns? And the answer is less dramatic than the story of why are unicorns. Like, right. Why is this even a thing? Like, we we could just answer the question, and, and it would be easy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to that. I mean, most people Eventually. are going right now, like, you guys already know the answer. Like, like, like there's there's probably some smart people listening right now going,
0: mm-hmm.
1: listen, we know a little bit of the Latin. Mm-hmm. And yep. if we know a little bit of the Latin, we know the answer, so why don't you just say it? And mm-hmm. what we're and going to say is, like, we, we could say that, but we mm-hmm. have, like, 25 more minutes to fill here. So. Yep. And you know, who doesn't want to talk about unicorns a little bit? Absolutely. Unicorns are awesome. (laughs) Alright, so let's jump. I don't know, I I don't know exactly where to begin, but what I am going to say is, if you start researching unicorns, one of the things you're going to hear about is the Asian, North Korean myth of the Kirin, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's fantastic. That's not what we're talking about. No. The Kirin is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the horse with the the horn on his head, right? Right. That is the European version of, of the unicorn for those of you not watching, I just did the horn off the, <laughs> off my forehead, the international sign for mm-hmm. in a podcast, you know doing some hand gestures and physical humor is always works really well.
0: <laughs> it makes <laughs> the, the point
1: move. solidifies the point <laughs> <laughs> the The mythological roots of this would seem to mean we could go in a thousand different places with these stories. And so I had, to, I had to restrain myself and go, we're getting into the story of, of why even a unicorn exists, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So unless you have anything you want to drop in here first. No, no. I think uh, hit it. Go for I, it. I guess at this point we, we need to kind of answer the question, right? Mm-hmm. Unicorn means, in Latin, uni, one
0: yep, horn. Yep, That's easy.
1: Horn. One mm-hmm. horn. Right. Right? So... If, for whatever reason, you were in Greece, you you would call it a monocerotum, right, or monoceros, or monoceros. Mm, that's a good one. I like that. All right. Those those are the names you would have used. All of them, all of those words mean one horn, <laughs> okay? Okay earliest description that I was able to find of a single-horned animal, and it was called the Monoceros, was from the Greek historian Theseus. Now, I, I even, I even looked wow. up how to pronounce it.
0: Wow. Okay, because that is spelled C-T-E-S-I-A-S. So I was going to say stesius or something. I don't know. Yeah. So what did you say? Stesius. Theseus. Wow. It's a silent C. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you found you found out how to pronounce
1: that on the interwebs, huh? That's I did. I stuff. did. I looked. I looked up two or three yeah. different videos because I wanted to wow. say it right. So, Tius was a historian, right? And he writes this book called Indica, and I, by book, I think what we mean is a scroll. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And this the book the book Indica is eh, it's the pre 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 precursor to what would be an encyclopedia, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, Theseus is the is is the court physician to Artaxerxes. taxerus It's probably Artaxerxes. This sto- this book is not like this is this isn't the experiences of Theseus. This mm-hmm. is stuff I've heard when I wasn't around the king. Mm-hmm. Right. When he would hear uh, tales from traders or from people that came through the court or on his own. But what's important is that this one is specifically about the Silk Road like the, tra- the, the commerce mm-hmm. and travel that's going along along uh, between uh, Persia and China, right So it would have mm-hmm. gone through would have gone through India and that's the important part, right So TTC reference to the Monqueros defines it as an ass that has a one and a half cubit, almost three feet well, a little shy of three feet two and a half feet. Uh, horn on its head. This book also uh, identifies, like, the Indus River, talks about monkeys. Uh, it's the first time that anybody had heard of elephants. Right. Talks about some ma- mountains. The manticores introduced because that's a thing. He has no way to really verify what mm-hmm. he's being told. It's just basically any
0: account that he could get his hands on, he just he wrote down. It.
1: Right. It's such a mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is and it's clear that it's not true a lot mm-hmm. of it yeah so in in the 2nd century AD there's a satirist you know because mm-hmm. uh, satire is not something new to today it's right right named Lucian who tells a tale of Theseus being condemned to hell because he's such a liar right and that got very popular because people now by that point could go back and go oh this guy didn't know anything that that he was talking about right mm mm-hmm. So here's the, here's the official description of the monokeros, a wild ass the size of a horse with a white body and a purple head. With blue eyes and on its forehead was a cubit-long horn, colored red at the pointed tip and black in the middle and white at the base. And those that would drink from its horn were thought to be protected from... Uh, Stomach trouble, epilepsy, and poison. And it was very, it was fleet of foot, which means fast. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, and very difficult to capture. Impossible. So, impo- Impossible. Impo- well, the pr- thing is, at this point, the animal that he's talking about, still probably really difficult to capture, okay. given the technology they had back then. He writes this book, and it becomes kind of like common knowledge, right, for a mm-hmm. while. Mm hmm. So now it's time to fast-forward, right? So we've got to fast-forward to just after the turn of the century, just after the birth of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. To a guy named Pliny the Elder. Right. Pliny the Elder Mm -hmm. is a uh, Roman philosopher, author, and a Navy and Army commander, right? The way that Pliny the Elder dies is going in to the uh, eruption of Mount Vesuvius. (sighs) He was... He was way away from it, sees it, and says, "Hey, something's going on there. I uh, ought to check that out, and maybe I can help people I know Right, stay alive oh. from whatever is is happening there." <laughs> right. So he, I mean, very brave. Yeah. They do not have the knowledge of what's going on, so also very tragic. And mm-hmm. and I don't want to say dumb because I, I don't think they knew. I don't think he had any idea of what was going on. But right. that's where he he dies, probably from. Inhaling too much ash. All his spare time goes into like to learning uh, about the world around him, right? And he, in the last two years of his life, kind of devotes his his life to writing the first real encyclopedia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it's to call it an encyclopedia is pretty loose, right? Because it's it's like we get an idea of how encyclopedias are gonna be formed later he he's like like a table of content Mm -hmm. and some notes in the back and how it's and he doesn't actually finish it he dies before a finished version is ever created but he calls it the uh naturalis historia or Mm -hmm. natural history right it's the only work by Pliny the elder that survived right Mm -hmm. and i think i i said before the T.C.S. was the
0: one who was was writing just anything that he could get his hands on. But that that was actually
1: or was it both of them? Both of them. Wow. And, and this is this is where this starts to get funny. Right. Because uh-huh. the there, there isn't a method for fact checking. Like, so I right. was a history I was a history major in college. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we learn is that you have to have a primary source. And I, I have debates with people about this all the time. Um, and, and and what it comes down to is like there's there's certain things that are primary sources and secondary sources, and if you if you want to be able to claim something, you really have to get down to. I mean, this is a primary source because then you understand who who or what said it and what they were talking about. When it's somebody recounting a story of from somebody else that that told them, now it becomes a secondary source because you weren't an eyewitness to the event. Right. And that's that's what Theseus was doing, and again, this is going to be what 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 Pliny uh, Pliny the Elder does too. He's not worried so much about double checking his facts. He's just mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, all right, you told me this. I haven't heard about this. It sounds fantastic. I've yep. seen this should go into my encyclopedia. It seems good enough. Seems seems awesome. Let's write about it. So right. what he does well though, and, and why why we go back to why he's remembered is what what he does is is kind of set up the format for how we're gonna do encyclopedias. And I know, hey, we're talking about unicorns and now I'm gone off on this tangent <laughs> of of right. of encyclopedias, but it matters. <laughs> like it right. really like like as weird as it sounds right now, it it matters. So he creates this he creates the format for encyclopedias. Like he breaks he, he uses uh Aristotle kind of divided the world into animal, vegetable, and mineral, and he kind of created it and does that in a literary form or you can google up this and and it'll take you to a place where you can actually read with footnotes this uh, natural history and hmm. he breaks it up into like plants and animals and animals from India and and it gets it gets a little sloppy, but he's got a table of contents and notes hmm. breaking it up into separate uh, into separate uh, divisions that make sense for why you're breaking it up that way. When he was asked about what he was doing, he he said, my work is unified but varied. My subject is the world of nature, or in other words, it is life. Like mm. Not pretentious at all. Right, you know. not whatsoever. Yeah. And, and, and again, though, this is what, 4th, 5th century? No, he dies in 79 AD. So this is from 77 okay. to 79 AD that he's doing right, this. Right,
0: right. Yeah.
1: And it's clear that at some point he had access to Theseus' mm-hmm. indica, right? And again, that's important because when he describes the unicorn, he calls it the monocerotum. And when he describes it, he describes it as a fierce animal, which has the head of a stag, the feet of an elephant, I love that the one. tail of a boar, and the rest of the body is, is like that of a horse. And it mm-hmm. makes a deep, lowing noise or deep, bellowing noise. And the single a, and the single black horn, right? right? Which projects from the middle of his forehead, mm-hmm. and is two cubits in length. So we've gone all the way to three feet, about. <laughs> and this animal cannot be taken alive, right? right. So that's his description of it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, this features in the animals of India area, right? Right. So that's Pliny the Elder, and he's he's written his book. The reason I said it's interesting that he had uh, Tisius's Works to come from, there are there are one-footed humans that he describes in his work that were also described described by Theseus. He either was collecting it from the same source or reading it from versions versions of Theseus' Indica, right? Right. So, so
0: there was no internet.
1: There was there Shocker. was no internet. But that being said, the Catholic Church, I think has I don't know if they've officially done it or they want to do it. They want to name uh, Isidore of Spain, mm-hmm. the patron saint of the internet, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And the reason why they want to do that is because guess what? Guess what? Isidore decided he needed to do in uh, the late 600s. Uh, he's a bishop in in uh, in Spain, right? And he decides he needs to create an encyclopedic knowledge of. Of everything. So, instead of starting all over again, he collects all the knowledge that's out there. And mm. one of his classic sources is Pliny the Elder's Natural History. Okay. Again, he's starting to collect all this information that has been collected before, and it's really what becomes the traditional model of what an encyclopedia is. Mm. This this book is ginormous. It's called The Etymology sometimes called The Origins. It's the first Christian epitome, and it's 448 chapters in 20 volumes. Now, that wow. sounds like an encyclopedia, right? Yeah, yeah. wow. And it was, it was him going through, hey, I'm going to collect the wealth and knowledge of, hmm. of everything that we have that's Christian, mm-hmm. covering the origins of even the words, Right. So there's grammar and math and geometry and astronomy and medicine law and and like this this is the this is this is the whole shooting match right everything it becomes like where people learn from and there's there's one guy his his his, a friend that was a bishop somewhere else and Braulio and he says all secular knowledge that was of use to the Christian scholar has been winnowed out and. Contained in one handy volume, the scholar needs search no further.
0: This is as far as you need to go.
1: You come thus far and no mm-hmm. further, yep. right? Well, and, and this is interesting. So, so everything that's in there start kind of like becomes the the handbook for learning going forward, right? And so he as well includes the unicorn in it, and the way that Isidore Seville ch- uh, talked about it is the unicorn is very strong and pierces anything attacked. It fights with elephants and kills them by wounding them in the belly. Wow vicious unicorns. Right. And so he's brought probably now, so here, here we are in 680, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Christianity has only really been formed like 300 years before that, right? When they had the Nicene Creed, right? Like this is, this is, this is early on and this becomes an accepted Christian work. And it's, and it's like through the middle ages, this is, this is the book that they go back to, to learn from and everything. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the learning was happening in monasteries amongst monks, and because they had to pass on knowledge and whatnot to the kings and everything else. So the unicorn starts to pop up in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if this if this book of of scholarly knowledge is true, and we found a, a place where a unicorn fits in better than whatever weird animal we had described it at the time, we're going to put a unicorn in. So there's Bible, there's versions of the Bible that actually reference a unicorn. Mm-hmm. An animal that never existed. <laughs> right, right, Ugh. right. And what makes all of this funny is that the animal they're probably describing, most likely describing, is nothing like what we think of a, of, of a unicorn today. Right. We're talking about an Indian rhinoceros. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Right. Which which is interesting because that makes you want to go back to that description that Pliny the Elder wrote, right? It's a very it's a fierce animal which has the head of a stag. Okay, if you mm-hmm. if you looked at the, uh, uh a, a rhino. You're like, oh well, if I'm picking an animal that I know, mm-hmm. to compare, rhinoceros head is not all that different than any other equine animal, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, right, right, and there's horns coming off it. So, horns, equine-ish face. We'll call it a we'll call it a stag, right? The feet of an elephant, right, right. So clearly, this was not the feet of a horse. All right, because they knew what horses were. Everything back then was horses to 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 the Greeks and the Romans. Right, hmm. right. One of the things they called the uh, uh, the Greeks. They called the rhinoceros a hippo mono, the unicorn a hippo monocularus, right? Horse, mm-hmm. one horn. Okay. Which is probably where that came from. But a, a hippopotamus is a river horse. Okay. The name for it, like everything was a horse. Mm-hmm. Because if it had four legs and it was bigger than a dog, it was a horse. It was a horse. A horse. <laughs> so we got the river horse. There are all horse just with different types horn. of horses. I'm sure at some point they looked at an elephant and called, oh, that must be a long nosed horse. Mm hmm. Whatever. So.
0: Right. Long nosed horse.
1: Well, well, and they have those—they have those creatures from the ocean. That, oh, I'll get mythological for just a half.
0: Yeah, <laughs> here it comes.
1: The 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 hippocampi, which uh-huh. are a mythological creature, but they were horses that that uh, mur- that uh, Poseidon rode on. They're like giant giant seahorses, but that actually look like horses, not mm-hmm. so. not actual seahorses, right? But the, the, everything everything to them that wasn't. And I, I don't have any factual proof on that, but it seems like everything that was bigger than a dog is a horse. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Horses mm-hmm. were big. Rhinoceros are big. Makes a deep, lowing sound. Horses, whinny. Mm-hmm. And then the single black horn. And Indian rhino tends to have just one horn, not the second, not the second knob, which you see in the, rhino, the rhinos from Africa. I guess the further proof would be the, uh, that they fight with, with, with elephants, right? Rhinos do, in fact, fight with elephants. Right. And the, their, their signature move for any sort of like, fighting is they've got these mm-hmm. really strong necks, like, power, like powerfully strong necks,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's just lifting their head. If someone had seen that, they'd say, hey, this thing is so powerful, it fights with elephants. There's a, there's a National Geographic video of a uh, rhino and an elephant fighting. It's kind of pretty much awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing the research and going, ah, oh, man. Maybe we went the wrong way because I don't have. Do do they even fight? Right, right. And so I I I I searched for a video. which is not always a wise decision, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I went I went looking for, and sure enough, there was. Uh, uh, it was and it was fascinating. Like the idea of a horse fighting with an elephant, man. Yeah. An elephant would mess a horse up, but. Oh yeah. A rhino. Yeah, stand its ground. Totally stand its if ground. If the rhino falls over. It's over. Like, if, if the elephant can knock it down, because the elephant then is just going to kneel on it and break every all the bones and the ribs and and put and screw up the guts and everything, and that rhino's toast. Right. But as long as the rhino stays up, mm-hmm. and the rhinos are so much faster than the elephants, that mm-hmm. it just has to wait for its moment and zowie. Yep. So, rhinos do fight elephants. <laughs> so, the, I, I guess, uh, you know, when we get to the bottom of this, the, the answer was really easy. Mhm why they call it a unicorn one horn right
0: and the 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 extreme technical answer to this from from what I found was that um you know like like we said unicorn literally means one horn because of the Latin you know the the unis means one and cornu means horn, mhm, so it's just the you know bastardization of of Latin that's it I mean
1: you know. But the story is so much better.
0: The story, yeah, the story just—it's—it it, it is almost like you know the 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 game of uh, telephone. You know, just right. as time went on, it just got you know a little bit different, a little bit different,
1: a little bit different. You well, it, it, the example of you keep repeating a story—if you got it wrong at the beginning, right—it's not going to get any more right as you continue, right. right. All right. So, uh yeah, that was uh that was the the long-winded
0: answer to the butt daddy why question. For this I like, episode. I
1: like I like how we took that. Hey, here's a question you asked, but we're going to answer this other totally more awesome one. <laughs> and then and then we'll we'll answer your question. Yeah, cause...
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we didn't want a 2-minute episode. But here's the deal. It's our
1: podcast. That's right. We do whatever we want with it. Like like you know, you're you're free to do your own podcast. We'll, <laughs> we may we'll listen to it, but we'll subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of subscribing, yes, there's a lot of ways you can subscribe to our podcast. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like the aforementioned buttdaddywhy.com. Yep. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to hear us, you go to our website buttdaddywhy.com. It has all the, all the stuff there. Our posts, sometimes some extra posts if if I'm. I'm filling up to it, or you can go mm-hmm. to the Facebooks, the Facebooks where this actual question got asked, that's right. and inspired us to talk about a whole other question. Mhm. So the Facebooks, uh, that's but Daddy on Facebook, you just go but Daddy why, but Daddy why? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say comment on one of the posts so that uh, we do yeah. whatever question, uh, whatever question you're thinking about. Yeah, we'll 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 make fun of you most likely in the oh, com- yeah. in the conversation at some yeah. point. Yeah. But if you if 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 it's a good question, yeah. Yeah. There's this literally this question happened this week. Mhm. So, but Daddy Why on Facebook, you might want to say, hey, I don't know how you how you do it on Facebook, but say I like these guys, I want them to show up in my feed. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Twitter, we have a Twitter that is uh, but Daddy Why. Doc, at but Daddy why. and right. we got the Instagrams yep, yep. The Instagrams we've got four whole pictures up there we do so we do we've got that here you know I'm gonna Instagram a picture of us right now like we're there talking you about here here's me and Pat like like, just so you know that this actually happens I'll, I'll, I'll Instagram the crap out of this look oh, at that face that. you're gonna see you're me doing a selfie <laughs> there we are alright so that's gonna show up on our Instagram there you go <laughs> this hasn't got long winded enough yet (laughs) and Um, finally if you want to get us in your ear canals (laughs) like apparently we're already there but if you want us to keep showing up in your ear canals we're on iTunes where you can subscribe and also like us and comment and apparently that's all good stuff and iTunes Mm -hmm. likes that so we we like that and Mm -hmm. we would like you to do that um You can get us on Stitcher, tune in, and I have the most, the five, the five most recent podcasts, or six most recent podcasts, ad-free, uh, over on SoundCloud. Yeah. See, there's so many places, you know? There's no reason. We're just, we're making it easy for
0: people, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, Ryan Gross, man, thank you very much for the, the awesome question. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff.